Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, peeps. With your pe- I like the crescendo in that, with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. I feel like it, needs, so it needs a good crescendo from the intro. Welcome back. Like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> For but everybody in, in who's reverse. driving in their cars, they're like, oh, like they peed a little probably. Like, oh. <laughs> Oh, they weren't ready for that. Hello, That's okay. friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm like, do you ever deliver like a full day of programs and then you get annoyed with hearing your own voice? Like you're just like ready to like not hear yourself talk. Do you ever get there or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I do. And I get to the point where I'm like, I'm just, I'm over it. So today I delivered my um, anesthesia program with Tom Viola and I didn't realize at the time when we set it up, he's on the East Coast. You know, you're yeah. on East Coast time, so you know this. Yeah. Uh, I'm on East Coast. East Coast. So I'm, I'm now on West Coast time. Arizona doesn't West change. Coast. So now I'm on Pacific time. And um, so the symposium started at 9 a.m. Eastern time, which is... Wait, Arizona doesn't do daylight savings, right? No, like, yeah, you we guys don't have change. decided for some reason that like we're just not going to change our, our time like the yeah. rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, why? Do we know why? I don't, that I don't is? rightly know why, but it's extremely confusing. Um, so I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But so um, what time is it in your world right now? It's seven oh nine p.m. in my time. So it's four oh nine p.m. Katrina time. So when the symposium started at 9 a.m. Irene time, that's 6 a.m. Katrina time. And I didn't realize that until I was, you know, and and as it was my symposium. So I was logging in to Zoom and getting everything set up an hour before the program, which is 5 a.m. So Katrina was up at... 4 a.m. So it's like just like not a cute look for me. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know. Like my, my camera peak on situation. Yeah. My peak cuteness is like 845 a.m. Like that's where I'm like, that's where, you know, just on point. Yeah. So I just I did not love that journey for myself. And now I'm just like, oh, I'm so exhausted of talking about local anesthesia. Um, but it was super fun. Everybody got these like little anatomical skulls so Those that they could cute. like workshop it and stuff and like look at the foramina understand anatomy and whatever so it's like kind of a fun little journey for us so it was good i'm wearing a skull sweatshirt you are oh my gosh i love that sweatshirt that's so cute thank you very much it's from our it's from our peeps at dental hygiene nation dh nation and i think i think that their their sweatshirts are on sale i don't know what this is going up on monday i don't know if they're still on sale but they're 25 percent off now well i want to get one hold on let me scratch my hive a little bit and then i will order one tell me tell me about your hive journey because you've been getting hives now as well i cannot stop getting hives i'm like I'm annoyed. Like, I seriously, yeah. I'm freaking covered in them, and they itch really bad. And you know how it is. Like, once you itch one, how then it's like... How big are they? Um, it, they're all different sizes. Some of them get really big. I don't know. Weird. They're, like, all concentrated. I don't know, Irene. It's, like, are they not, all on your legs, mostly? All on my legs, my arms, uh, my, my lower back. It's just, yeah. it's freaking everywhere. What are we doing that's the same, other than being extremely stressed out most of our lives? I don't know, Irene. I mean, I wonder if this is your body's way of of demonstrating stress. 
Well, like I it's am my stressed. body's way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, unfortunately you lost another family member. Yeah. This, like, this is like, what this is, is happening so over there? Uh, yeah. No shit. So like, okay, here's what happened. Um, I was delivering a webinar. This was back in December. I was delivering a webinar for a great group out in Texas. We all were volunteering our time and they were collecting, you know, funds for this to, um, you know, be able to provide humanitarian work and this and that. So I was delivering this webinar and that was the morning that I called dad and he wasn't picking up the phone. And so I had to log on for this webinar. And so I called my, my brother right away and I'm like, Hey, like dad isn't answering. That's really unlike him, but I didn't know what was happening. So I'm in the middle of delivering this webinar and I can see my, my messages on the side while I'm delivering the webinar. And it's like, hey, like the, I just called the police. I'm watching this conversation happen as I'm like, let's talk about radiography technique, you know? And then it's like, hey, like the police just arrived. Dad is like collapsed in the kitchen. He's getting transported to a hospital. He's getting put on life support. So I'm like literally in the middle of like delivering a webinar as I'm watching this happen. Like, uh, are you kidding me? You know, did my best, concluded the webinar. And then, of course, like within 16 hours, um, you know, we removed life-saving measures and, and let dad pass peacefully. So then this week I was advised that grandpa had gone into hospice. This is my dad's dad. Um, the grandpa had gone into hospice. And so I begin the webinar this morning, get everybody logged in, da, 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 da. And my co-presenter Tom Viola is presenting and my phone's ringing and it's Aunt Debbie. And I'm just like, ugh. like, I just I knew. So I answered and she's like, Grandpa passed just, you know, a few moments ago. Um, you know, can you call your side of the family and let everybody know? And it's like, I'm in the middle of doing a webinar. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I yeah, but, you know, that this is what the pros do, I guess. Like you just hunker down and do it. So it's it's been um it's been rough. But one of the things that I did say, um, cause I, I posted about it on social media when dad passed, I was able to go back, you know, to Wisconsin and, and see grandpa. And, you know, he, he, there was very, um, incredible amounts of restrictions with COVID and everything going on. They said, you could, you know, you only get 30 minutes and you have to be in this like segregated area. Um, but I will say like the people that were the residents that were walking by and saw that like grandpa had visitors, like that yeah, was a we huge talked about deal. this. Yeah. yeah. It was such a big deal. And then it was so cute. Cause then he like had his little walker and he was like walking to, you know, his room afterwards, which we couldn't go to his room, of course, with COVID going right. on. So we saw him like leaving and, and he like kind of whispered to the nurse who was helping him back. He goes, they, they grow up so fast. And it was just like no. so sweet. And you could tell he was like so proud that like people, people came to visit him, you know, yeah. and it was, I just, I wish that I could have spent more time with him. We just, we couldn't with COVID and I wish I could have scheduled more visits, but we were so busy planning dad's funeral and everything. And so if, if you guys are listening, those of you who have elderly family members who are living in a senior assisted living facility like this, um, call them or send a postcard or, you know, stop by, bring a plant, um, do something. Bring a plant. I mean, seriously. Are you allowed to bring a plant? Um, yes. Uh, and I will say this is hard too. I'm, I'm just now thinking about it as I'm sharing this with you, Irene. But, um, one thing that I did after mom passed was I decided I was going to every city that I go to, I'm going to purchase a postcard and I'm going to send a postcard to, I send a postcard to my dad, my grandpa and my uncle. Um, I just letting them know where I am and this and that. Of course I was doing quite a bit of traveling. So they were getting postcards all the time. Like my dad, when I went home for his funeral, had just a stack of all of my postcards. And Mm. then when, you know, after dad passed and I was traveling, then I was only buying two postcards, one for grandpa and one for uncle Russ. 
and now I guess I only have to buy one postcard, but, um, which is sad, but it's also, you know, they are family members. Like they, they care, like they want to know my, my grandparents, like all they ever wanted was for their grandkids to like live this beautiful life and be able to do all the things that they get to do. You know, sometimes you and I, Irene, we get so wrapped up in it. We get stressed, we get the hives and the whole thing, but, um, you know, that's, that's what our family wants. Um, stay connected to them, call, send, send something, send a letter. Like, you know, you never know how much that is going to like brighten their day and, and just make it that much easier, especially with everything going on with COVID. So if I could ask for a plea, uh, from the audience, it would be, it would be, it would be that connect with a family member this week if you can. Yeah. Yeah. How are I you? Do so, How are I, things I'm going okay. on? I, yeah. on the on the family front, I do something for my parents, um, which some people might think is strange. Have you ever seen those Instagram um, posts about this thing called a love box? No. I, so no. it's it's a What's love, a love a, box. It's a little wooden box that has a red heart on the front of it and a lid. And a screen. So when you take the lid off, it's just a screen. It's a square. It kind of looks, I don't know, a little bit uh, uh, the size of like a two by two when it's opened up. Okay. And the heart on the outside spins when there's a message. So oh. I send my parents, uh, uh, saying this aloud to all of you, which probably think is very strange, but I send my parents messages every day. Uh, and like we talk on the phone and we yeah. FaceTime and whatever, but. Um, there's no way for them to message me back. So it's mm. just they receive the message and then and then they get on with their days. That's so really I'm, cute, I, Irene. I send them both a message every morning in this little love box. And there's an app that I download and you can send. Uh, and it looks funny. It looks just like a hist- like prehistoric text with the little light, with the little dots, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I do that. I send them a, morn- a morning message and my dad gets up before my mom and I give them a mission so uh, their mission yesterday was dad had to leave mom a note on her mirror and mom had to leave dad a note on his computer and they don't know what each other's message is. So once you review oh. it, it disappears. Oh. oh, wow. And then I send them both an evening goodnight message and like oh. a cute reminders. Like last night, I reminded them to floss or whatever it is. <laughs> of course um, you did. But yeah, so I do I do the love box thing for my peeps, and my mom unplugged it by accident. She was cleaning the closet, the the countertop, and she went to bed, and then woke up the next morning and was really upset that the heart wasn't spinning. Oh. So she was like, she thought I had forgotten about her, but I have these messages kind of you know saved. Sure. Up. So she she called me and she was like, well, I think you forgot about me because my heart was spinning this morning, and then and then she was like, but then I realized that I had unplugged it and. And she's like, can you send me the message again? <laughs> she Aww. was like really upset that that she had unplugged it and therefore sabotaged everyone's messages for the day. Oh, she's cute, so sweet. Anywho, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't, if you're looking for some inspiration, yeah, uh, check it out on That's Instagram. That's a really cute I mean, idea, Irene. It's cute. It's uh, now you all know that I'm a huge suck. Anywho, we have an episode. <laughs> yes, let's do the episode. This is so good. Yes. It's a part two. So you, Woo-hoo. if you, if you're tuned in from last week's episode, you'll know that at the end of the episode, um, we realized that Dr. Laura Mock had a lot more to say. So we. Um, we recorded another another episode like right mm-hmm. away. Unfortunately mm-hmm. for Katrina, she had to cancel her dinner date plans and tell her dinner date that she was going to be late. Do you remember that? You were like, yeah. "Okay, I can do it," but um, let me just I tell just the lumber five minutes. Yeah, let me just let me just tell the man that's waiting for me in my living room right now. 
that I can't. He, he didn't mind, right? Lumber's cool. Yeah, this, this is initiation for the lumberjack. If he's going to, like, literally be like that, then... Does he know we call him the lumber the lumberjack? The lumbersexual? Yeah, he knows. He knows? He doesn't understand Does he it. He doesn't... No? He, like, he doesn't get it. He's like, I, I don't understand what a, what's a lumbersexual. I was like, I... Oh, okay. he's so innocent. He's he's innocent. He doesn't, he doesn't get, like, things... You know, he's not, like, on Instagram, so he, like, doesn't understand. Really? Yeah. People like that still exist? I know. I know. <laughs> I, the other day I was, like, I, I was like, babe, should we connect on LinkedIn? Because <laughs> like, he's not on social media. I was like, yes, we'll connect on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, peeps, uh, this is our episode from Dr. Laura Mock. Enjoy and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. On the flippity flip. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Two Thunder Podcast, peeps, with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. Katrina, I'm just going to get right to the point. Let's do it. Let's. I, you yes, are I'm fabulous. So... You are beautiful. I am living my best life. And are we are you, doing... you little marshmallow. I am. Thank you for calling me a marshmallow because okay. I do feel You're like my marshy Casper the friendly ghost over here. I um, love you. So last week, you peeps listened to an episode with Dr. Laura Mock. And the moment that we ended our recording, she like blurted something out um, that I'm one of those people where it's like when you tell me like I have to talk to you about something, you can't just like drop it and then mm-hmm. be like, we'll talk about it later at a, at a mutually convenient time. Like, no, like I'm going to think about it all day, all night. I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm going to be obsessing over it. Mm-hmm. So so now we we are re recording again. Um, Dr. Mock, you're back. Hello. Welcome yes. back. Hello. Thank you. And you you ended by saying something to Katrina that obviously she knows about. And I had no clue. You said, oh, my gosh, we didn't even get to the part about my domestic abuse. Uh, abuse. Mm-hmm. What? Yes. When? How? Who? What? Where? When? Why? And how? Let's let's go back to like, we, yeah. you know, how, how did this how did this happen? Let's is this is this when you were if for those of you, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, you need to just stop this right now. Stop right go now. back to last like walk. Don't run. Don't walk to last week's episode because you're going to have absolutely no idea who Dr. Laura Mock is if you will have, are just listening into this week's episode. So what happened? Is this was this like when you were in the Mormon community, was this when you were in dental school? Was this after your husband? What happened? Okay. So after I graduated, my husband at the time was immediately deployed to Iraq. And when he came back, we immediately got divorced. So this is the husband that you were married to at Correct. 22 and you had your yes. two babies and he went back to school to, to do something, three babies. Yes. You were pregnant, right? You were pregnant. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then I didn't know that, like, even though you were in the Mormon community, like people still enlist. Yes. Um, yes. There's a lot of Mormons in the military. Yes. Really? Yeah. A lot. Yep. Huh. But I will say that by the time he came home, we were both former Mormons. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, Which, you, to ask, and I'm, I'm sorry to not be as sensitive, but um, so you fully left the church. 
Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. And And is the other six siblings and the rest of your family, they're still a part of the church? It's a mixture. Okay. Okay. Everyone's got a different level of where they're at with Mormonism. Okay. So we, we left together and then we got divorced. It's kind of like one of those few things that was keeping us together, you know? Um, And I was so excited to date you guys because I, yeah, you never did. No, I really didn't. And I was like really fascinated by my feminine powers, you know? Mm And yes. like attraction and, and getting to know all these different people. It was so exciting. And, and I had no clue that some people did not have good intentions. I really, just really had no, no. Wow. In my world, everyone meant the best. Everyone. When you were 28 or 29 when that happened? I, well, I was 33 when I oh, got 33. divorced. Yeah. 28 when I started dental school, 33 when I got divorced, I had my three young children and I had free time for the first time in my life. And I was like, woo, you know, but I mean, I think it was really obvious to someone like the man that I got involved with that. I just had no idea. And, um, he very much enmeshed himself into my life very quickly. And he was a very, very dangerous person. And I had no idea. I was just having fun. Really? So mm-hmm. what was the first, uh, what was the first date like? Walk, walk us through oh, that okay, first yeah, date. Okay, what yeah, is, yeah first let's, let's date. go back. Yeah. What is well, that like? He was just very charming. You know, I mean, I did think he looked kind of old for what he had told me. Hmm. Was he older yeah. than he told you? Did yes, you find out later? About his age. Yes, I found out later. He lied about his age. Red flag number like, one. Oh, his but, hair is white. That's interesting. <laughs> Katrina, let's count the red flags. We're yeah, really okay. good. Katrina and I are I, really good at counting red flags. I mean, between the I'm two just of gonna us, do this. This we've, is it. We've, this is we've, one. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Where did you meet him? Um, it was definitely like a free internet dating site. So you can just throw another a free flag site. Up okay. There. Yeah. We're yeah. going to, I'm going to put another flag yeah. up. Okay. So we got, mm-hmm. we got two, yeah. we yeah. got two flags now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. He also lied about having another personal relationship back at home. Cause he was from two hours away. Okay. All right. All right. We're just going to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and we're sometimes doing that. Okay. I would wake up in the middle of the night and he would be having another drink and some pill of some kind. So you could stick that up there as well. We'll put the drink and the pill on one red flag, but I want to be very clear that those could be two separate red flags, but we'll just, we're just going to, because I feel like we're We're saving, we're saving post-it notes now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So getting a little bit more vulnerable here because, you know, people might be listening to this and go, why was she dating him? But I just want to be really I just want to put it all out there so that, mm-hmm. yeah, nobody else needs to be embarrassed because they can be like, but look what no. Dr. Laura Mock did. Oh my gosh. No. And, and, but no, first of all, you're an incredibly bright and talented woman. And that's the thing that I think we need to honor is like, this can happen to people who are smart and are educated and you wanted to protect you three children. Like you obviously wanted to protect your children. You're not just like, Hey, weirdo with all of these red flags, come on into my house and meet my children. Blah blah. It's not that the thing is, and this is what people miss is like, I I'm sure he was charming. He was very charming. And when you're back on the dating scene and you, you, you got married at 22. So you didn't, you know, 
have the thing where you make the bad choices and, you know, whatever, like all those things, like you didn't go through that. So you're 33, you're, you're a practice owner, you're making some money, right? You've, you've got, you know, kids, you've got responsibilities, but like, you can also kind of, now you get to step into your womanhood a little bit more. You don't have the Mormon church pulling you down. Like, okay, this is how you have to be in this and that. So it's like, you get to be free to, to kind of step into that. And here he is honoring that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's hard. We all make mistakes. Right. And like, you don't see these red flags all Mm -hmm. aligned, like the beautiful sticky notes that we have up on the backs of our chairs. Like you don't see them like that. You see like the good Mm -hmm. in people, like you were taught to see the good in people. Like that was what was instilled and ingrained in you is that you need to be this mothering, loving human being that gives birth to babies that, that, provides the education and the nutrients and the warm home to like, you know, create the future of, of our population, which Mm -hmm. you then take that. And then you put it into like the freaking wild West of dating Mm -hmm. where every person that's out there has like a hidden agenda, um, whether or not they share that hidden agenda with you. Like there's always like a deep seated or deep rooted meaning behind everything. I mean, Mm -hmm we have a similar story in that sense. Cause like I dated my high school sweetheart until I was 22 and he was mm. a dentist. And I mean, I never said this out loud on the podcast before, but you know, like we dated until two weeks before our wedding. And then he ended up calling off our wedding and married his dental assistant. So like I started dating again at 23, 24. Wow, and it was like, I had never gone on a date before. Like I, our co- our dates were going to a coffee shop or like yeah. a library. Like no one ever took me out to dinner. I didn't have to wear high heels and like look cute and care about what I smelled like. So like, mm-hmm. I get you sister. Like I totally get that. You don't you. see those red flags. Yeah. Um, so how did he become abusive? Is that the guy that became, is this the guy? Are we talking about this guy? Yes. Is this the guy? What's his name? This I, I want to get guy. him. Let's get no, him. We're not going to tell his name. No, no, no. No, but like use a fake name. We'll, we'll call him Charles. Let's call him Charles. Charles? Charles Chuck. Sounds like a psychopath. Charles. If there's anyone listening to this that knows anyone named Charles. Who's delightful. We feel bad. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's like the Karen of dudes is where we're at. Okay. Right. So just yeah. everyone calm down. Okay. So Chuck, so let's, t- let's talk through like what, where did, where did everything's um, d- decent on the first date? Maybe some like, oh, that's interesting. But like, you're trying not to be like suspicious. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, trying to decide how detailed to get here. Um, one of the things that I really liked about Chuck is that he was manly. Like if the hot water heater stops working, you can like ask him and he'll do it. And right. like you can just be Take like care the, of me. Yes. You know, Which, was that a different dynamic from your marriage? Where like were Yeah, you, I wore the pants in the first okay. marriage. Yeah. I was so you were seeking something different now at this point. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I wanted somebody strong. Okay. You know? And he gave he liked to give off that strong vibe. Was was he was it strong or was he was he projecting? Right. I don't know. He's mean. He's a very mean person, but I don't know if I would call him strong or not. I was it was it almost like misogynistic? Was it like maybe patriarchal? Okay. I didn't okay. sense it was anti-woman at first. Okay. But okay. it was like, you know, 
I'm this the man. Is, this I'm is the what man I do. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but it was, and we did have fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. um, there came a point where he was starting to want more of a, like a commitment from me because we were just casually dating and I was just newly divorced. Right. I was still like, well, this is fun. And I said to him, you know, I, I don't think I'm ready to make a commitment. And if that's what you really want, I think maybe we should you know, not see each other anymore. And he immediately dropped what he was doing, drove the two hours up to where I was and asked me to marry him. So Whoa. you can stick another sticky. Yeah, note I'm putting another red, red flag here. And also how far into the relationship are we at this point? Oh, I have five months, maybe four months. Wow. That My sticky notes mm-hmm. are falling. They're not, they're not three. Wow. They're not three. Yeah. And get another sticky note ready because we should see if they want to sponsor it. We should. Yeah. Would you like to sponsor this episode? Megan Arnold, if you're listening to this episode, oh, you probably won't because someone named Chuck actually works at 3M, so he oh, might no. not like this. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck yeah. Hudson, if you're listening to Chuck this. Hudson, I'm sorry Chuck. about Chuck. the Chuck name, but please yep. sponsor this episode. Yep. Okay, so... So, okay. So he proposes, he proposed, and then he took me to the mall red flag for a ring. <laughs> Are we and, talking like jewelry store at the mall or is it like a kiosk? Oh, uh, like a jewelry store, but still, okay. still oh, she had to go store, pick so. up her own. She had to pick out her own ring. Cause he well, was so not prepared. And no, so- this is, I, I, this is one of those things that's embarrassing to admit, but I just want to say it out loud so that if anybody else tries to do this to a woman who's listening, she'll say no. He said, you know, I don't really have any credit. So how about we sign you up for this ring and then every month I'll give you the cash for the payment and then it'll be fine. So I was like, sure. So I signed up for the loan and then for your that, own diamond yes, for this that marriage great. that you didn't want. Yeah, that worked great until I left him. And then I was stuck with this diamond and had to pay for it. Um, so you can stick another so sticky what, note. So what yeah. you're saying I, is I, he he wasn't the diamond in the rough. No. Oh he wow, Irene, that was good. I think that yeah. was good. I think I think that's the he title of the episode. The diamond in the rough. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So also so far we haven't said anything that he was like harmful to me. I mean, right. I guess that wasn't very nice. Right. He right. had this way of enmeshing himself financially with me in that way. So he would say, you, maybe you should put your money in this account over here. That's only in my name. And I'd be like, okay, you know, and I would just How? like, I, I know crazy. But he, what, what, like what I don't want to call it love. Cause I don't know if it was love, but I, I'm, I, if it's crazy, what, yes. what, uh, that those yeah. endorphins can yes. make you do like a yes. brilliant freaking human being yes. that you are. Practice yes. owner. I'd already come up over with, you know, I'd already overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was like letting him do this. And sometimes, yeah. And then sometimes we would get into fights and at first it was just a passionate fight. Yeah. You know, we just yell at each other or he'd stomp out of the room or whatever. But it got more serious than that a little at a time. It wasn't even like at first, I didn't even realize that we had moved from a passionate fight to an abusive situation. Because at first it was just words like, 
you know, you're always such a bitch when you're around your sisters, when really what he meant was you're around your sisters and then you come back and you actually say what you want because you've refound your voice. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Or, you know, I have that gun in the other room. <gasps> I could shoot myself right now. He would say that because I can't live without you. So actually, and then he would try to hand me the gun. You take this gun and you shoot me because I can't live without you. So just shoot me now. And he would literally try to put the gun in my hand. Or the weirdest one that I really didn't understand until actually I became a life coach was when we would get into a big fight and then he would not, not push me to the ground, but wrestle me to the ground. And then once he had me on the ground, he'd pin me down and he would use his teeth and he would put them on my nose like he was a dog dominating me. And he would just sit there with his no- his teeth over my nose until I would calm down. And that happened a couple of times. And I didn't really understand because, again, this is like lady with no context here. Right. Like I didn't yeah. really <laughs> understand what the world was or what he was doing to me. Yeah. And he took me to Las Vegas and he got me really, really drunk, which was not very difficult back then. Because I had this baby liver, you know, more than liver. And um, we were engaged at the time. And he told me that he wanted to marry me right then and there because he wanted to make sure that everything that he had would be mine if we got married, um, if he died, you know. He didn't want a prenup. He didn't need a prenup. It's fine. Did he have stuff? I don't think so. His gun? That was it? That's what you were going to get? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because even the car that he would drive to come up to see me and was not Yeah. His you're car. like, I don't want this. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that was about me. That was about him marrying me without yeah. a prenup, which I didn't understand at the time, but he was trying to get himself in deeper and we had the biggest fight when I would not agree to marry him right then and there and the reason that I didn't want to marry him was because I wanted a nice wedding yeah I didn't want yeah that, you know yeah absolutely Sorry, drunk in Vegas is- okay so this happens in Vegas had the physical abuse started at that point or no uh we're not done yet but the nose thing had happened in Vegas Already. as well before I wanna, no, just before Vegas. okay so we need we need to dial it back a little bit because so the physical abuse what the first time it happened was not in Vegas it was at home not in Vegas it's at home correct do you like in your mind this is a one-time thing I'm gonna call my sister and talk to her about it I need to end things I need to protect my kids he just was too angry like what's what's going through your head at this point Okay. So with the nose thing, it's, we're having a passionate fight. Okay. And with the Vegas thing, actually, I think it's the same. We're having, he he just, he loves loves me so much. He's so intensity. Yes. You, you subscribed. Okay. So you and I are very much in alignment on this because for me, I'm the same way. Like intensity is like, he must really love me. Yes. Wow. You know, and you, and the more intense that things get, the more it's like, he's passionate and he cares. Yeah. 
And that, that's a, that's a, that's a scary place to be. So, okay. So this, this happens, Mm -hmm. you get married in Vegas. We did not get married. Oh, you didn't. Okay. Okay. She said no. I said no. That's why we thought. I, now I understand. Okay. Got it. Okay. So you, you return, we return, he moves in. He just barely moved in and we were fighting a lot. Okay. And the people back home figured out who I was. I think they had been trying to get a hold of me. Who is this? The people that you like li- his, oh, his, his family. Yeah. His people. Okay. Not your people, not your like past Mormon no. people. No, his people figured out who I was. They knew he was seeing someone up North, but they didn't know who. And now that they knew who I was, People were trying to call and message me. And he was saying things like, hey, if this lady texts you, just so you know, she's certifiably crazy. And his girlfriend at home was trying to text and call me over and over and over again and text and call him. And one night his phone was blowing up. I was trying to sleep because I got to be a dentist the next morning. And I said, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you could turn off your ringer because I'm trying to sleep. And I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was very insulting. You know, bad words that I probably shouldn't say for your guy to have to, you know, edit out. But I mean, he's used to it. Very <laughs> insulting um, words that that I knew I didn't deserve to be called. Oh, no. He was saying it about you, not yes. about like... He was attacking yes. you. He was attacking oh, no. Like He wasn't just like making weird yeah. comments about like, oh, my effing phone or my da-da-da-da. Yeah. It was no, like towards was like, you. You effing bitch. No. You don't tell me what to do kind of thing. <sighs> and I was like, well, this definitely crosses the line. We are not having a passionate fight right now. I'm leaving this room. And I went to the guest bedroom. And he followed me. And when he got to the guest bedroom, he grabbed my arm and tried to pull me back into the master bedroom. And that left bruises on my arm, which I saw in the morning. And when I saw the bruises, I finally knew that he needed to go. And I was so scared because I knew about those guns and he was just kind of a shady dude. And I didn't know how he was going to take it. I didn't know how I was going to get him out of my house because not only did he sign the paperwork for that house, which by the way, of course I paid for all of it. He just was owning it in on paper. Please don't tell me he ended up getting half of it. Don't even tell me. Don't even. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God, girl. Thank God. I'll add another flag to my thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay. So are your kids in the house at this point? Yes. My oldest daughter remembers this. (gasps) Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Did he ever get aggressive with them? I don't think so. Thank God. (sighs) Sometimes I ask myself, you know. Was it? Like, did you tune okay? anything out? Did you like yeah. not? Oh, mm. yeah. But he wasn't. He so, really didn't live with us very long. Right. So it's I don't, like such a short so time. He was grooming to get violent with them. He didn't actually get there with them yet. So, yeah, I don't. It's this is like 
I'm shocked. Like I'm so shocked. Yeah. And your story resonates, I'm sure, with a lot of people. Because- I was so scared. I didn't know what to do next. I knew we needed to go, but how do I get rid of him? How did you get rid of him? Well, um, I had to pretend like everything was normal for a couple of days. And then on Friday morning, when I'm supposed to be going to work, I packed a bag. And then instead of going to work, I went to the courthouse and I had asked for an attorney to help me, but the attorney already knew the guy. Chuck, no. he already knew Chuck, oh. so he couldn't help me. Oh so I had to go by myself. Okay, a red red flag if the attorney yeah, already yeah, knows yeah. the guy. Yep, 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 yep. Red That's flag. true. That's true. Yep, here's another flag. Yeah. She's just <gasps> taking a sip of her. <laughs> she doesn't have any flags. She's gonna take a sip of her white cloth. Yeah. Oh man. So I had to go and ask for an order of protection. Okay. And the judge, I mean, I I took pictures of my arm. So with the bru- the bruises on my arm, the judge was like, yeah. And, and the then kids, like, oh. of course, like the children are like at yeah. in danger. The kids are at the house. Yeah. 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 And the police had to come and remove him from the house. The police came and removed him from the house. No. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what was that? What was that? Were the kids there? Did they no. see that? The kids Is were this in the, the light dads. of day? The kids were I at the was dads. at work. Right. I'm saying that with air quotes. Oh, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. You're work. like around the corner in a van with your Dutch brothers, like just waiting. Eating the popcorn. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the kids were gone. The kids, I said, I told my ex, you got to keep him for like two weeks because he had told me before. He said, guess what I did tonight, honey? I let myself into your locked house. I brought my lock kit. See? And he showed it to me. And this was like a month before. He did that. And then another time he said, just so you know, in case anyone's ever in the house, I cited our bedroom from the road. So I can go ahead and shoot whatever's happening in your room. So he kind of laid those messages that I wasn't safe in my own house. Oh my God. I didn't really realize at the time that's what he was doing. But as soon as the police removed him from the house, I was like, I can't stay here. He's going to find me. He's going to see me from across the street. He let himself in. Or he knows the garage code or he has a key or, you know, like I, I slept in hotel rooms for at least a week after that while I was getting my bearings. And are you working during, are you treating patients during this? T- oh my gosh. So this is like Maslow's hierarchy of needs at its finest, right? Like you're legit, like you're not safe. Mm-hmm. You're not sleeping. You don't have security. You're like whatever food you're eating, like probably like fast food, whatever, like the kids are having to stay with your, because you are literally not physically safe. And yet you're showing up to see Mr. Jones at 8am and do an MODBLQRSTUV. <laughs> but listen, and all of you guys have experienced this. I'm sure when you're going through shit at home, Mm-hmm. Work is your place where you can right, go you're right. it's, and you yes. can put on your hat and be like, yep. I know how to do this. At least I still have a dental license. I'm just going to go ahead and keep on taking care of these yep. patients. Like I you know might how cry between the patients where yeah. you like collapse to the floor and there's tears <laughs> streaming down your face, exactly. but you pick yourself up, you clean your room and you get to the next one. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. So we got mm-hmm. rid of Chuck. Yeah. Was it a, was it like, was that it? Or was there like, did he come back? Did he linger? Yeah. Okay. So legally he lingered that, that enmeshment took a while and it cost me a lot of money to get out of. 
But, but the day that we kicked him out of the house was January 29th, which was the day that I posted on Facebook and Instagram, which Katrina saw where I was like, it's the anniversary of my freedom. And I talked about this past January. Well, 11 years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. It's something I celebrate every year. As, as you should, by the way, as you should, because I want to be very clear. Celebrating this for 11 11 years. years. God bless you. I want to be clear about something because what what I want you to know is this, Dr. Mock, and I, I, I'm sure you've been approached by women before that have said, like, I'm very inspired by your story and this and that, but, mm-hmm. um, I was, I was not in a situation that was as intense as this, but I was in a situation that I needed to get out of. And yeah. there was a hygienist, her name is Sarah Clark. And she was very candid about sharing her story about how she made an active choice to walk away from somebody because Mm -hmm. of clear red flags, things that had culminated over time that just were not right. And it was because of her that I had the courage to say, you know what, Mm -hmm. where I am right now is not right. And you know what, you're an amazing human being. (laughs) <laughs> you, you, you are amazing. Like when I grow up, the, I want to be just like Dr. Laura I wants to be just like you. <laughs> and the thing is like, truly your heart knows no end. Like you are your energy. The orb of, of glow around you is so beautiful. And the thing is the thought of some man trying to take advantage of that and trying to dim your light because of his own weaknesses and insecurities hurts my heart so much. But I want you to know there are people listening to this that, Mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll say this, like for many years in my relationship, for many years, I would hear podcasts like this and I would think, Hmm, that kind of sounds like, but then I would make up excuses or I, you know, what, you know, because you do, And the thing is, you get to a certain point where you just get tired of your own shit and you get tired of that shit. And you realize like, why, why? And what what you did is you, you took a stand and you walked away. And do you know what it, the thing is, it's horrifying to do that. You are wrapped up in it's not even just the finances. There's an emotional piece to yes. it. There's, there's a, a, a physicality to like, he was a man and he did that in all these, like, you know, on the surface. Yes. As you're describing it, it's like, okay, check, check, check. We have our, our red flags mm-hmm. here, but what people don't understand is it's more than that. It's you're a bright, talented person and you are running your own practice and owned your home with your amazing you know, children. And you had this beautiful relationship with your ex where you had a balance and all these things going on. And yet he came in just like a tornado and just swept through everything. And yet you rebuilt it and you rebuilt it even more beautiful. I don't know if you've seen, there's a, a Chinese proverb of like, um, uh, uh, ornate Chinese bowls when they shatter and they yeah. put them back together and they put them back together with gold in between. Yes. And it makes it that much more beautiful and stronger and resilient because gold is strong and resilient. And that's what you've done. Yeah, I have. And I'm not going to say, Oh, I did it. Yes. And I rebuilt it. Yes. And I was afraid 
but I knew I could. And you know what? And you did. And, and that I think is the lesson that people need to understand is you are stronger than you ever give yourself credit for you. Dr. Mock, you went to dental school at 28. You Mm -hmm. walked away from the Mormon faith. Oh my gosh. You raised three (laughs) children. You did more in one lifetime than most people do. Seriously. And the thing is, and you gave birth to children. You grew a human inside you and then you gave birth to it three times. By the way, the thing is like, we forget those things because we put our blinders on and we just keep going. And I think we have to honor that. Women are amazing and they're strong and they're resilient. And we have so much to learn from each other. We have to stop cutting each other down. We have to stop attacking each other and we have to stop judging each other. We have to start honoring each other and know that every woman that we meet, she has a story and she has like just things that are going on in her world. And maybe there are things that are hurting her heart and and we have to love each other from afar. Have you, have you shared the story with many people? I don't know. I mean, okay. I used to, I would have said yes, but my, my reach has grown so much in the last couple of years. I haven't shown, I haven't shared it in this cumulative way with my following, if that makes sense. Do you think that now, I mean, or even in the past that when you have shared it, that um, it's helped other, I know you, target and focus with female dentists and identify well with female dentists. Do you feel that other female dentists might be in situations like this and are so consumed by our everyday life that you kind of brush it aside and say, okay, I can deal with that later, but my focus right now is my practice or my folks right now are my patients. Like, do you think that there might be people that accept this is norm and Oh yeah. I'm 100% sure there's someone listening to this podcast, at least one person who's doing that right now. She's just trying her best to get from day to day. And there's a little voice inside of her that's saying you deserve better, but it's very easy to ignore that voice or push it aside because of logistics and, Mm -hmm. but he'll be upset and all these reasons why she's ignoring it. But I know that she's strong enough. She's totally strong enough. She just needs to know that she deserves better and that she'll be okay. It'll be painful and hard, but it'll be okay. And she deserves better. How long do do you think it took you to come to terms with everything that had happened to you during like what, what you as an outsider, when you share this story, it seems like it was so quick and it happened very quickly, but I know that it didn't. It's just the way that you're sharing the story mm-hmm. that it seemed like one event led to another event that led to another event that led to the end. But that probably wasn't the case. Like it was probably months and months of all of this happening. How long do you think after that final, like, okay, he's out, papers are signed, kids are moving back in. Mm-hmm. Did you finally like process and sit down with yourself and think, okay, well, how am I going to get over this? Like emotionally and, and, and trust someone else with your heart and trust someone else with your life. Cause you know, you do that with a partner, you trust them with all of the good things and the bad things. 
have you been able to do that in 11 years, you still celebrate that date. So is it that you're celebrating that date because it's a memorable monumental moment, or is it that you're still trying to get through it somehow 11 years later? I'm incredibly proud of the fact that I got away from him. And that is what I celebrate. As you should be. Yeah. Yeah. That it probably saved your life. Yes. It oh, did. Yeah. And I reference it all the time when I'm doing other hard things. I'll go, well, I did that other thing. So mm. I can do this too. I love that. You know, you use that as your springboard of yes. like this isn't yes, I can one hundred percent. How did you get over that? After it all, how did you what were your steps that you took? to heal yourself from that form of abuse, physical, emotional, like you've described every form of abuse that exists. How did you, what did you do? I mean, the bruises healed very easily. I happened to bruise very easily actually. So I'm really grateful for that. You know, I'm grateful for the fact that I bruise easily because that means that they were there. Right. And I could see them. It was a physical manifestation that I needed to get out. Mm. Mentally, I don't know. Like when something hard happens to me, I go, man, that was hard. And then it's almost like just how my brain works that I start naming the reasons why I can be grateful. You know, and I almost immediately started looking at this as a piece of tuition that I paid that taught me so much about myself and the world Mm -hmm. that I know I can reference. I can depend on myself to do hard things that are right. And I know how to look for someone who doesn't have the best intentions for me. So I don't remember ever telling myself that I was broken. Mm. I just was grateful. I love that. I love that you called it a piece of tuition. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's Mm -hmm. it. That is, that is a life lesson that, and like I said, like, thank you for being honest and raw and sharing this extremely exposing story. At no point do either of us or any of our listeners look at this lightly because it's not, this is something that happens to powerful, strong, resilient women across, Mm -hmm. I would say the United States, I'm going to say around the world, it happens. And, and if we don't talk about it, then other women don't see that there's a light on the other side. And you're right. It is a piece of tuition. It's you're now teaching others. Mm-hmm. And if one woman hears this podcast episode and thinks I need to walk away mm-hmm. from something, then you know what? This this has all been for the right reason. Yeah, I agree. You are an amazing soul. You truly are. <laughs> you truly are. You. And yeah. I can't thank you enough for, for being raw and ex- exposing this, mm-hmm. but this is, this isn't your story. This is just one chapter. Yeah. Right. Where one you're going. I learned a lot from. I can't wait I, to read this book. When's the book coming I know, out? The book needs to come out. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you have, a, if you have, a, if you have a book, who will be your audio? I mean, you need to have like a voiceover actor. I feel like you need to get Katrina to do it. But you oh, don't do. want me because I have a terrible yourself. voice. I have oh, a terrible voice. But you, you like you have to, you have to narrate yourself. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, you know, I have okay. a terrible voice. You don't want me. 
I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to narrate my own book. I don't think Thank I would want to narrate that. my own book. I'd want someone else to do I it. I wouldn't want to either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd I would like, let you do it, Katrina. <gasps> and you can do mine. Oh my gosh, I could pretend <gasps> to be you. Oh my gosh, I love that. I I can't wait for the process of learning to be you. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, guys. I think, I think we've, I this think we've, great. we've nailed the, 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 the nail on the top of the head to the hammer. It. And yes. this was, uh, how yeah. many red flags do we have? I feel like I've wasted one, all, seven, all of my, all of eight. my, there are eight. Yeah. We eight need to put names flags. on them. But I want to be very clear. He was charming. He was probably mm. a gaslighting narcissist. He was. So yeah. that's the, that's the challenge you run into. Ooh. Yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know that you have to like work through it to figure it out. And that's your tuition. I feel like this is, I feel like this is a a thing that I, I mean, I haven't heard your story before, but I've heard a lot of other stories and not to say that they're all the same. They're all not the same, but I feel like this is something that I hear often. Like one of my ex bosses who was Mm -hmm. hashtag boss babe, like had six Mm -hmm. associates and a practice of 14, like was married to the biggest D bag ever. And Mm -hmm. it's like, hold on a second. You command your operatory, you command your practice, Mm -hmm. you command Mm -hmm. all of these. She would work in like nine inch YSL heels. And like, like she was amazing, like amazing. And then you hear the stories of like how she had to overcome this crazy abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how is that? It's like apples and oranges, but I feel Mm like the more, the more power you have during your day-to-day life, when you come home, Sometimes all you want to do is just not have to deal with all of the other stuff. So you like right. give your power to somebody else to hold mm-hmm. on to it safely for you until you're ready mm-hmm. to go back to the operatory the next day. And then this is the same story, but different that mm-hmm. I hear like situations like this. Well, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the powerful women, especially women who have their own income source and maybe a good income source are targets. For people yeah. who want to take advantage, my attorney told so me. Not that only she are they assholes, but they're also gold diggers. <laughs> yes, they're looking yes. for that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, yes they are. Mouthing the word, who's going to say it? I mean, I'm like, like yes, yes. that's G-word? exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true, ladies. Men can be gold diggers be too. Careful. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Yeah. Well, another eventful episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. And Dr. Mock, you you now know what we do at the end of an episode. Even though you had to do part one, <laughs> we have to do the part two. So Katrina and part I two. Are, are going to do our visually and virtually impaired version of rock, paper, scissors. And the loser, unfortunately, Dr. Mock has to go up against you. So you can accept a tooth or a dare or dish a tooth or a dare. Um, Katrina, are you ready to queue it up? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. In the meantime, the rest of you peeps need to follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genist. You can follow Dr. Mock on her Instagram account. And it is Dr. Dr. Laura. Laura. Mock DS. All right, we got M A C H. You got it. Everything is linked below, including her um her website and a series of podcast episodes that she mentioned in this episode. It's all check it out, you guys. Check it out. Are you ready, Ginger Friend? Let's do it. Let's do it, Irene. My little loop. Paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, we tied. Look at us. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. 
Oh, Irene again. Irene. She's on a stream. I am the champion, my friend. Um, Dr. Monk, do you accept or dish? We know what happened last week. We know what happened last yeah. week. We know what happened. You added Katrina's relationship last week. I know. What, that was exciting. What, what are we going to do today? Are you accepting or dishing? I'm going to accept... Oh, a tooth a or a tooth. dare? Oh, a tooth. A tooth. Katrina, Katrina, Katrina. Okay, I need you to tell us. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Tell us the tooth. What are your real feelings about the musical The Book of Mormon? <laughs> I know you didn't. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I need to know. <laughs> Mormon with or former Mormon what they feel about the Book of Mormon I can't with you I'm nervous I've seen it three times oh okay she the loves the musical she loves it. this is my husband's face right now okay <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it three times the first time I saw it my face hurt from smiling and laughing it's amazing and I will say that the Mormon church advertises in the playbook no way. What? Yeah, it says, you've seen the play, now read the real thing. And they have a picture of <gasps> oh my the component. Stop. Yes. Yeah. So, go I mean, go Mormon they, church. Like, look they probably at don't appreciate well, the frog joke. Yes. They probably don't like that part, but they like the publicity. You know, it's like, no, nope, yeah. all publicity is good publicity. That right. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that play is amazing. And I love um, also the South Park Mormon episodes. They're amazing yeah. and actually quite what? accurate. Any accuracy? Quite accurate. Yes. Yeah. Like the, like really? the turn Historical. it off. Da, da, da. Hello. My name is Dana. Yeah, the whole thing. And turn it off like a light switch and the dancing oh, coffee da, cups. Da, and no way. Mormon Hell Dream. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I can't believe That's you amazing. just asked that question. Yeah, I thought for I'm sure like... you were going to ask me if I had a boyfriend. Oh, <gasps> do you have a boyfriend? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> do you have a boyfriend? You can't wait, ask me. You wasted the question. You wasted oh, it. Katrina, you suck, girl. Dang it. I do suck. <laughs> Thank okay. you again for another episode of That's hanging amazing. out with us. We had yes. so much fun in part Maybe one and now great. like part yes. two. Is, yes. I feel like you should just be like a regular, like I you know. should be, the, we should you should like, be our third host. Yeah. <laughs> I'm touched. And all that we'll get rid stuff. of the flags though. No more flags. No, no, no more flags. No more flags. No. Yeah. Right. Get, get rid of them. Unless okay. 3M wants to sponsor us and then we'll do a, like a flag thing every we'll episode. Do, yeah, yeah, we'll do post-it Chuck, notes every Chuck time. Chuck Hudson, if, if you're interested yeah. in sponsoring. Chuck, Chuck Hudson and, 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 yep. Okay. All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. Um, thank you so much for being here with us today. We appreciate your openness and your honesty. Yes, and I hope yes. that this helps someone. If anyone wants to reach out to you, even if it's just a talk, can they shoot you a, a DM? Yes, of course. I would love to hear from them. Awesome. I even check my messages that, you know, from people I don't know. Oh, like those. in the request section? Yes. Irene doesn't so know about you, that section. Yeah, if you so want that's to talk good to, to know. Me, yeah. You write to me. I'll write you back. Do you want to check my request sections too? Yeah, don't, like, no, we're not, I don't want to go there. No, no, like we're not few, going there tonight. Irene. A few hundred no. of you in there. Thank I'm you. I'm cutting her I love off. you all. Okay. All right. <laughs> Until next time. Peace out, peeps. Cheers.
and we're back from the flip side. <laughs> On the flip, they flip. <laughs> they can't. I like oh, it yeah. when we do the role reversal. It's kind of fun. It's kind of confusing, though. <laughs> oh, man. So good. Well, what an amazing episode that was. Um, what I think is so important about this that we need to remember is that anytime, first of all, you know, there's a lot of victim shaming that happens out there. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge, like, people that end up in these situations or end up in these scenarios, they oftentimes are smart women with big, kind hearts. And the fact that this happened to a a doctor that we all respect um, means that we need to be having these conversations more readily, period. And so I'm so glad that Dr. Mock, you know, felt comfortable enough to share this story, a very exposing story. Um, And and I will say this. um, It's we have to start normalizing having these conversations. And the reason why I say that is because um, and I, I gave some insight during the episode, but I was in um, a not kind relationship for a very long, almost a decade. And it wasn't until and I'll, I'll actually say her name on the uh, pod, podcast because she's an advocate for it now. But Sarah Clark uh, is a hygienist and she was talking about how she walked out of a, an abusive marriage and, you know, had to come out the other side. And she was sharing about his behaviors and his gaslighting and his narcissism and all these things. And honestly, it was me sitting and reading that and going, oh, my gosh, that's my situation. And she had the strength to get out of it. And I can too. Um, that has certainly helped me elevate, not just in a relationship with a significant other, but in setting boundaries with friends or, you know, colleagues and also loving myself. Um, and, you know, Dr. Mock just shares this beautiful story about how she came out the other side, um, you know, for for her family, for herself. Um, and because of that, she's that much happier. I will say this, too. Um, at the end of the episode, um, you know, we did a, a, another uh, tooth, but um, she said to me, in the episode, oh, I'm surprised you didn't ask me if I have a boyfriend. Yeah. So I'm just going to I'm going to call it out because she and I were messaging after the episode. Oh. that she does have a boyfriend oh. and he's handsome and he's so sweet. And you know how sometimes you can just like see a picture of two people and they just look like so happy and at peace together. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you're yep. just like you two belong like you go together. Right. You know, um, like PB and J. That's right. Exactly. And it just it like it just brought my heart so much joy to see it. So she's Aww. got a, a boy and um, he's so sweet and um, and I'm really happy for her. So congratulations to Dr. Mock and thank you for um, bearing all and sharing this story with us. Yeah. Very sweet. Can we retire COVID, please? Like, I would just like it to retire. I'm ready. I'm ready, sister. Let's do it. Let's yeah. make it happen. Yeah. That's it. We're done. Done. The end. Okay. Okay. We're over. It's over. You, you, our relationship, <gasps> relationship with COVID relationship is over. Relationship with COVID has ended. I am no longer in a relationship with COVID. Irene. Yes. We're going to get your honey subscribe. We're going to get you back over the border, <gasps> back into the continental United States. We got to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Anywho, thanks again, peeps, for tuning in to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. I'm going to talk really fast before, so I can interrupt the the, the hiccups. And, um, you know, until next time, peace out, peeps. Cheers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Stop. Come on up. What are we doing? What's this guy? Hey, were you on my Louis Vuitton bag? Hey, come here. Come on up. Come on up, bubs. Here you go.
Oh.